0: Going Linux, Episode 422, Listener Feedback. Welcome to the Going Linux Podcast. I'm your host, Larry Bushy.
1: And I'm your co-host, Bill.
0: Whether you are new to Linux, upgrading from Windows to Linux, or just thinking about moving to Linux, this podcast will provide you with valuable information and advice That will help you in Going Linux.
1: We hope that you find this and all our episodes helpful in learning about Linux and open source applications and using them to get things done.
0: If you want to send us feedback, you can send us an email at goinglinux at gmail.com. And you can still send us a voicemail at 1-904-468-7889.
1: In today's episode, listener feedback. Hello, Bill. Hey, Larry.
0: Uh, yeah, it's been a while since we've recorded. How are things been going?
1: Uh, things are going all right, uh, but I do have a major problem.
0: Oh, no. What's going on?
1: So, I like Pop! OS so much, but I still want to test other... Uh, <laughs> some distros <laughs> that are sitting on the hard drive, and I just can't bring myself to... to uh, Get rid of Pop! I, you know, so I'm sitting there going, I got the USB drive ready to go, and I got these two new shiny ones I hadn't seen, uh, tried in a while. One of them is the Deep End, which, you know, I always mm-hmm. thought it was a nice looking distro. And the other one is the, uh, the Ubuntu Beta. I just, you know, want to see what how that's coming, and I'm sitting there going, I don't want to mess with pop. I got it set up just <laughs> right. And yeah. so that's my problem. I know, first world problems.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's why I set up using virtual machines to do my testing on things. <laughs> Is that way I don't have to, you know, reboot into things. I can just open a window and run it and, uh you know, experiment around and still never leave the operating system that i'm
1: using <laughs> yeah well you know i could run it live from the usbs but uh i'd like it's not the it's, same I, it's yeah. not the same and you know until you actually you know actually get it on hardware i find that it you know it's kind of hard to give a honest uh review yeah and uh you know, I'm being the, the like right now, deep in sh- saying, Look at the shiny new toys. I'm thinking, Ooh, do I want to <laughs> or do? And I'm just looking back here at, at my uh, Pop! OS machine. It says, What? I'm doing everything you want.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why are you looking elsewhere?
1: Why are you looking elsewhere? You're cheating on me. So, yeah, um, I <laughs> like Pop a lot. So I was just sitting there going, Ugh. I don't know if I want to go through it. I, I I must be getting old and cranky. Get off my lawn. I know. I know the solution. I'm just going to buy another computer. There you go. That's uh. it,
0: Bill. You you need another computer.
1: <laughs> I only have three. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, yeah, come on now. All right. Oh man. Well, yes, you have a problem, and it <laughs> may not be. <laughs> <laughs> there may be another problem going on here, Bill. But anyway, uh, well, I'm I'm glad that's the worst of your problems. Uh,
1: yeah, that's, uh, uh, that's when you say I have a problem. Yeah, I have problems, and uh, <laughs> that's a varied and a lot. <laughs> yes.
0: Well, at least that's the worst of your computer problems, and we won't go into anything else. But. Uh, Moving right along. <laughs> Shall we get into our listener feedback?
1: Yeah, we should. So, listener Carl provided uh, this feedback. He he writes, Hi, Larry. When I was doing yard work over the weekend, I listened to the Pop! OS episode. I don't have much experience, but I feel the same as your co-host. I really like it. I have it on two laptops currently, and I also understand your comment about the Lost in Space theme. Not my favorite, but I'm too lazy to change. I really like your podcast and learn something new with every episode, Carl.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks Carl. <laughs> yeah. uh, Carl, Carl is actually somebody I work with and he sent that as a uh, message over Slack. So it's not really an email, but it is feedback. Oh. So thank you, Carl.
1: Well, thanks Carl.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, moving on. We we get a lot of feedback on your uh, review of Pop. Bill so uh, yeah we're generating some interest I think so Reed commented by email on the pop OS review wanted to thank you for the review of pop OS now I know how to write it correctly pop exclamation mark underscore capital O capital S I agreed with almost all your observations including about the tiling feature I too had it turned off for some time I've been using pop for about a year and a half But when I finally did try it, I found I liked it and use it all the time in my dual screen laptop. So it never hurts to learn something new. I find pop is a little faster than Ubuntu. Not much. It's just a feeling. Maybe it's just a little more responsive. And so far, it has been solid and reliable. Updates are quick. Like you said, it basically stays out of your way. I'm using POP on my System76 laptop, an older one predates POP, so it originally came with Ubuntu, and I like it very much on that machine. On my old T120 ThinkPad, though, I think I will move back to Ubuntu Mate when the new LTS comes out. I used Ubuntu Mate for years, and I miss it. It really is a well-supported and flexible distro, and the documentation is great. Wink. I wondered whether Bill had heard anything from Europe over the shortwave. BBC reestablished one of their world service shortwave stations broadcasting to Ukraine and Russia partly to counter Russia propaganda and let ordinary folks get news now that the Internet is down in much of Ukraine and locked down in Russia. But I found that even though the broadcasts are directed towards Ukraine, I could hear them here, East Coast U.S., on my little Texan receiver and an RTL-SDR running on Pi. The frequencies advertised initially were 15,730 kilohertz, uh, 1300 to 1500 GMT and 5875 kilohertz 200 to 2200 GMC. Keep up the great work. I never miss your show. You guys are a big plus to my enjoyment of Linux. Reed.
1: Oh, thanks Reed. And that's cool that they uh, uh, can't stop the signal as they say.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so Reed also commented in our Miwi community. He wrote, Pop-OS is pretty slick. It shows the effort and polish System76 has put into it. I think the System76 connection puts some serious horsepower behind its maintenance and development. I've been using it on two computers for about a year. It is very fast. Somehow they have optimized the uh, Ubuntu core for better responsiveness even on my old T420 uh, uh, ThinkPad. It took me a while to get used to using tiling, but never used it before, so I had it turned off for a while. But I finally gave it a try and have come to depend upon it, so I guess it's good to learn. As for the appearance, that's adjustable like any distro. It's not my biggest concern. Pop is fast and so far has been very reliable, and and that's the most important to me. And I agree with you. It's fast. Now you see my dilemma.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, and Reed said essentially the same thing in fewer words on our MeWe community, but I just wanted to highlight that we have a discussion going on in the MeWe community. Reed's, you know, contributing to it, and Bill and I contribute every once in a while in there, not as uh, often as we probably should, but it continues to go on without us, and that's great, so... Thanks, Reed, for your contributions to the community.
1: Yeah, thanks, Reed.
0: All right, Ambrose wrote back about his rsync wrapper script problem. And in his email from Ambrose, Larry... And Bill, March twenty third, my Rsync wrapper script problem. Everyone who listens to the show, he is what he put on the CC line, gentlemen. In my own defense, it had been a long time since I changed my backup and restore scripts, and did say that ninety nine percent of coding errors are on the coder. Just saying, hey, um, yeah, <laughs> backup scripts and writing them yourself. Huh. I've been in this situation, and it happens to me more than 99% of the time, continuing with Ambrose's uh, email. So the situation is this. I am working on scripts to completely automate reinstalling my Linux. Two of these are the backup and restore scripts. Each has a resources file named backup.sources and resource.sources. These contain the same file names, except There are some files I back up that I don't restore. Usually, these are documents I pull off the internet, which I leave in the archive. When I make changes, it means I have to make the same changes in both sources file, which I forgot to do. Anyone will tell you that maintaining two lines of code is a problem. To prevent this, I created a master.sources file containing all files to be backed up and restored. But the master file has the command backup or restore in the first column and the target file name in the second column. So when I run the script, my script greps all lines from the file and creates backup.sources from the names in the column two. When I restore, the script greps out only the lines with restore in column one and creates restore.sources from the names in the column two. In other words, the sources files are not static. They are created from master, master, .sources every time I run the script. So I was adding new files to the backup source, dot .sources instead of master dot .sources, forgetting that each time I run the backup, backup dot .sources is recreated from the master list and wondering why none of the new files were backed up and why my changes kept disappearing. And yes, it was a day and a half before I figured it out. I'm sorry, now my dumbpidity has been exposed to a worldwide audience People are shunning me now. I don't know how I'll live this down. Uh, Good night and good luck, Ambrose. Well, (laughs) Ambrose, (laughs) hey, easy to do kind of mistake. Now we know what's going on, what the mistake was, and I can stop scratching my head puzzling over why wasn't it? It should have been. My goodness, I can't figure this out. Thank you. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so, Ambrose, just to make you feel better uh, A certain uh, Host of this show Will uh, tell you that if I've done more stupid things Like, let's run this command Right before the show and completely Wipe out a system So, yeah, you haven't done you, It's not uh, <laughs> Being dumb uh, That's actually pretty clever the way you had it written uh, I was yeah. just sitting there going Huh that's a good that's a good idea but but I am on the other hand just uh start punching in commands I don't know what they do just to see what they do right before the show and Larry's like, stop that
0: <laughs> <laughs> so
1: you're fine you can yes. recover from this FUPA if you <laughs> no it's fine you you're yeah uh, that's uh that's a great idea and hey like I said that's uh that's pretty clever, so yeah. yeah. Even more clever than I am, so I'm like, <laughs> no skin in that game. <laughs> so our next uh, user feedback comes from Greg, who wrote about our keyboard shortcuts episode. Hi, Larry and Bill. Here's a couple more Linux shortcuts you didn't mention. Alt plus F2 will pop up a window to enter a command. I didn't know about the Shift-Control-Z to redo this the Ctrl-Z undo, I always use Ctrl-Y to redo. When in a terminal window, Control alt t or in a new session, Ctrl-Alt-F1, you can scroll up through the previous commands you entered using the up arrow key. Alternatively, you can activate reverse a search with Ctrl-R and just start typing the few first few letters, as required to find the long cryptic string of text you recently entered. It'll pop right up. It's very handy. When the screen gets really cluttered and you want to start with a clean screen, Control L will clear it all away for you. Lastly, if you want to shut down from a command line, you can type "shut down" all together dash H now or the much easier to type init zero regards Larry 73 bill Greg w8fjk
0: right. All right okay and yeah thanks for those additions alt f2 I did leave out and I use that all the time to run a command um yeah I used to use Control y as well but You know, the Shift-Control-Z and the Control-Z, since I've been using a Mac more and more, you know, uh, Windows uses Control-Y a lot, but the Mac uses Command-Z, and that's why I've kind of shifted my redo and undo and all that sort of stuff to use the Control-Z key combination more frequently just to keep it consistent between the two operating systems I use most frequently. And yeah, so the shutdown now commands, shutdown-h now, I use that occasionally. Yeah, init zero is something you can type quicker, but I always forget that one. Shutdown <laughs> means shut down to me. Init zero, not so much. But again, thanks. And that's why we have all these options is because you can use whatever makes sense to you. All right. Biku wrote us about our episode 421. Hi there, Larry and Bill. A couple of interesting yet often overlooked distros for Bill to try. Hey, <laughs> there you go. We got more to try. Uh, Regatta OS. Sounds like a sailing ship. Um, it is
1: a Brazilian uh, okay. distribution.
0: Yeah. Nice. Uh, NVIDIA ISO. Uh, and he provides a link. So there's an NVIDIA ISO for Regatta OS and there's an Intel ISO for Regatta OS. And we'll have links in the show notes to those if I remember to put them in. Okay. There's also a Q4 OS. We'll have a link to that ISO. Uh, And so Biko continues... Michael mentioned about adding an NVMe drive and how to distinguish and identify it from the already present drives in the system. Well, it's easy. As an NVMe drive, will get listed as slash dev slash NVMe zero and its partition will get listed as slash dev slash NVMe zero N1P1 or P2, etc. When the normal SATA drives will be listed as slash dev slash sda and its partitions will get numbered with a schema something like slash dev slash sda one sda two etc not difficult to tell which one is an nvme and which one ain't ambrose mentioned a weird problem about his backup script i definitely love to dig into the script but without an actual insight into a script i sadly can't maybe if he shares a script i'd be more willing to take a crack at it well ambrose just said to us it was a user error so all right uh we don't have to dig into that anymore but thanks Biku. he continues i'd end this email with a software recommendation git is everywhere git is powerful but git can be difficult to get started with and it can be overwhelming for a new user there is a nice project called git cola c-o-l-a that makes using Git very easy thanks to its intuitive graphical user interface and its logical workflow. It's an open-source application available in the repos of most major distributions. And we'll have a link to that in the show notes. Keep up the good work. Biku. All right. Thanks, Biku. Yeah. I use Git uh, to contribute to Ubuntu Mate, and I may try... I've heard of Git Cola, but never tried it. Maybe I'll give it a try. How
1: hmm. you hey, like it? I don't use Git. <laughs> ah, you're the technical one. I, I'm the clown. So anyway, <laughs> um, we got Troy who wrote about Linux on Asus computers. Greetings, gentlemen. I had an interesting experience today. As you guys know, our shop is primarily a Dell reseller. We have a customer whose laptop went south and they needed a replacement quickly. While she had a 17-inch display, she decided she wants something much smaller and more portable. Unfortunately, it will take us a week to get the one that she wants, so she went to a box store and bought a new Asus ZenBook. She wanted us to install Linux Mint on it and transfer the data back from the old one. I really dislike Asus computers, and I have had very mixed results installing Linux on them. This was apparently no exception. I booted to a 20.3 Cinnamon flash drive and immediately got all kinds of errors, and it wouldn't boot. So I rebooted into safe mode. Right away, the first two things that that didn't work were the keyboard and the mouse. I'm like, what the hell do I do now? (laughs)
0: Right. (laughs) Right.
1: Well, this thing has a one USB Type-A port and two USB Type-C ports. I was able to plug a wired mouse into the Type-A, but then had to find a Type-A to Type-C adapter and connect a desktop keyboard. Luckily, these worked. I then had to plug in a USB Wi-Fi adapter into the last port with another A to C adapter to get online. Running all the updates did not work to fix the issues, so I did the only thing I can think of. I updated the kernel to the very latest version. After rebooting, the keyboard and track pack worked. Yay! From there, I was able to finish all my other configurations just fine. I'm still not a fan of ASUS by any stretch. I much prefer Dell, as they seem to have the best Linux support out of the box. I hope you are both doing well, and I hope that if anyone is having issues in, uh, installing Linux Mint on a newer ASUS computer, that this helps. Cheers, Troy, a.k.a. Jack Earth Home and Business Computer Services. Jeez, that sounds like what we used to have to go through just to get it to work.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know... Um... I have had those problems with Asus computers as well, and I share Troy's feelings about them. I do too. Yeah. And this isn't very uh, unusual that the keyboard and mouse doesn't work. You have to go plug in wired components to get it going. And I think the other observation he made, which helps a lot with especially new computers, regardless of whether they're ASUS or anywhere else. If you find hardware problems, it could be that the computer is too new for the kernel, the Linux kernel that is provided with the installation disk or installation USB in this case. And so uh, upgrading the kernel can get you the latest compatibility, with the hardware provided that you know it's it's made it into the kernel by that time and if that doesn't work unfortunately you're almost relegated to using a hub maybe and wired uh, keyboard and mouse but then again that kind of um negates the reason for using a laptop in the first place portability so yeah uh be careful with brand new hardware of any brand but especially asus check it out before you buy it if you can and make sure that if they're not going to let you check it out that they have a generous return policy which most big box stores do any other thoughts bill
1: that just brings back uh uh Nightmares of trying to get, uh, modems to, at the very beginning of, you know, before oh, there was yeah. good support and monitors and mouse. And it's like, Troy, oh, I feel you, man. I've been there. So good, good on you to figure out that. At least, uh, uh, you got it figured out. I, I think I would have to go, uh, make a few cups of coffee and, <laughs> and then take a walk before I could even go back and look at it.
0: Yeah, yeah, a little frustrating for sure. Yeah, and uh, Troy, don't blame you for sticking with Dell wherever you can. Um, and you know there are other really good Linux support manufacturers like System seventy six and quite a few from Europe and around the world. But uh, yeah, some you've got to you got to check them out before yeah. you buy the hardware for sure. And I'm not saying that ASUS won't work it's just it may take a little more to get it.
1: well if you really want a linux machine that will work out of the box and supported by a a great company um i actually got a chance to play with the system 76 and all i can say is i want one they are (laughs) so well built uh everything works and you know they use the core boot uh which is open source uh um the firmware so you're able to see what it's doing and modify it and reflash it i mean everything it's like the anti-apple um uh, you know the, you can actually work on everything in that laptop oh yeah so Pick and yourself yeah so you know if you really want to uh support uh you know a linux uh vendor, Uh, That, you know, you know, everybody's, so far, most people like the Pop! OS, so it really, really runs well on System 76. I almost bashed the guy over the head and took his laptop. That's how much I liked it. (laughs) But he was bigger than me. Don't
0: do that. Yeah, don't do that, Bill. You can get into other trouble. Okay. (laughs) It's worth it, though. Uh, Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, our last email is also from Troy. Um, who sent us actually a link by chat. It wasn't an email. He sent it to me by chat. And I'm going to ask your opinion on this article, even though I'm sure you haven't read it. I'm going to describe some of the key points of the article and some of the comments in the article, and we can discuss it at the end. Okay. So it's an article by Paul Farratt. He's a noted Windows columnist, and he's on podcasts about Windows Uh, and so on. And this article is about elementary OS founder leaving the company. Uh, Some of you Linux followers probably already know this. It's a bit of old news, but I found this article interesting and especially the comments. The first paragraph of the article, it summarizes the main theme here. And let me just quote it. Elementary founder Cassidy James blade revealed that he's left the company opening, opening questions about the future of its Linux distribution. It appears that he was basically forced out of elementary by co-owner Danny Foray. Later in the article, Therott writes, to help make ends meet, Blade did something that he and Foray had discussed multiple times over the previous two years. This is when they first started. He took on a full-time job, cut back his hours at elementary, and eliminated his salary to free it up for other initiatives. And so Fourier asked Blade to resign and completely step away from elementary. This wasn't what he wanted, but Foray was adamant. One of the article's comments reads, Whenever a co-founder gets pushed out, especially for business reasons, in a nonprofit organization, it I always fear that the non-part of nonprofit will soon disappear. And a later comment reads, given the panel plus dock layout of the Pantheon desktop environment used in elementary OS, it had seemed to offer an easier path to Linux for Mac users. Are there a lot of Macs which dual boot Mac OS and Linux, comparable as a percentage to PCs dual booting Windows and Linux? It's rather more involved to dual boot Linux on Macs than PCs, requiring third-party bootloaders because Bootcamp just doesn't cut it. Does elementary make Linux transition easier for Windows users? Not compared to distributions using Cinnamon, Mate, Budgie, or Gnome, a la Zorin in contrast to far more common Gnome 3 layout as default environments. I figure Linux Mint, Cinnamon, or Mate, and Ubuntu slash Zubuntu are each used on an order of magnitude more PCs than elementary OS. So, what do you think, Bill? Do you agree that, uh, uh, well, first of all, what do you think about this whole thing of uh, uh, Blade, who started the company, hired on Foray, and then gets forced out by Foray?
1: Yeah, that's one of the reasons that some of these, uh, I think I'll use the term, these boutique uh, distributions, especially when it's, uh, you know, very small. um, Sometimes it can go this way. Uh, it seems like that uh, Blade needed to to get uh, a job to kind of help make ends meet, and uh, and uh, I don't under- understand why he uh, Foray was so adamant about getting him out of the company, unless Foray wants to take the company into a more of a uh, different direction. And I don't think we'll ever know.
0: Yeah. Well some of the comments kind of imply that was the case but uh com- comments on the article but i don't know any of this for, for and sure, you know so. to,
1: to to be honest i mean i think that the pantheon desktop is absolutely gorgeous and i like a is, lot of yeah. uh a lot and it is you know is would help a um someone from mac but i think you could also get that same functionality in a Ubuntu mate by uh, and so I I liked it, it worked well, but you had to jump through hoops to do things you actually wanted that they didn't, uh, really want you to do, you know, uh, they, uh, would not put in features like uh, a dark theme. There was always, there was a workaround for that
0: uh, yeah.
1: to install what they're non curated. And, you know, it threw up that uh, warning that this is not a, uh, you know, secure thing. It hasn't been vetted, you know, and we're talking like Firefox. Yeah. Um, so they wanted to keep you in a walled garden, you know, a la Apple. Um, Cause Macs are, are very similar to that. But I, um, they, you know, they want to keep you in the walled garden, and I, even Microsoft, remember, with their store, wanted you to get all your stuff from them, um, and so that didn't sit well with me. So I don't know if there was a difference in uh, ideology, um, and so yeah, I'd be interesting to see uh, what exactly how will you know the future will be, um, but the. The founder leaving the company, um, I don't know. It's uh, it's kind of bizarre. I, I don't, uh, you know, I don't understand. And I and I'm probably never will. But like I said, things it was set off alarm bells for me when I was using uh, elementary OS just because, you know, I just want things to work. And I wanted to do what I want to do. And I don't want to have to, you know, dig through menus and you know, say and you know, get scary warnings when I just want to install a Firefox. So, you know, that's kind of what I think is you know, good luck, Elementary OS. But that's why I, I wouldn't recommend it if someone was coming from a uh, Mac and wanted a and was coming to Linux uh, and they needed a um, uh, they needed like a Mac in interface. I would uh, unequivocally say. Get Ubuntu Mate and use that because they have one that's very that they have a pantheon layout there. So with a little effort,
0: uh, with one menu selection you can yeah switch. Yeah, it's yeah,
1: like, yeah. One menu selection you can even change the color. So um, yeah, I would say until we see what goes on with elementary, I would steer clear of that if and just go with Ubuntu Mate uh, or maybe even. Um, What's the other uh, the other one? Uh, I Bungee, a good one to look at. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I would say Ubuntu Mate would probably be the best supported for that interface. Uh, I don't know if you agree yeah. with me, but yeah.
0: Well, and quite frankly, you can make if if the interface, the the layout with the panel at the top and the dock at the bottom, you can make almost any Linux distribution look like that. With a little tweaking and fiddling, Ubuntu Mate makes it extremely easy to do that with one menu selection. And if you add some background wallpaper that looks like the Mac wallpaper, you know the the average user walking by your computer might wonder how you're running Mac OS on a PC hardware. Yeah, (laughs) because it it looks so much like it, you know.
1: It does and it operates and it operates uh really well. I've uh, played with it and I was impressed. I mean, they they really um one of the things about Ubuntu Mate if you, if you're just getting started and you, and you really just want to easily uh check out which desktops that you would like to use, Ubuntu Mate is is the best option in my in, in my opinion. Um they just you know the community's friendly the developers are are uh, care about their distribution and um, and they sure don't do it for the money
0: yeah and not to uh, leave out Papa OS, your favorite as well I mean it's it's great and you can make a lot of adjustments and tweaks and stuff to that both Ubuntu mate and Papa OS are designed for that and they're easy to adopt for a user from any uh, previous OS. So we're going to stick with those as our recommendations. And we've talked about elementary before. And as you mentioned, you have your opinions based on the direction they seem to be taking. And you mentioned a while ago that you didn't really like the direction they were going. And this article kind of gives you a little more background on why, perhaps, it's, yeah. it's been going in that direction. And we'll have a link to the whole article in our show notes so that you can look through it yeah for yourself mm-hmm. all right and i think that was our last email for this time around bill okay uh yeah so uh again we will get together for our next episode which um we're still planning uh, <laughs> reviewing other uh distributions but you heard at the beginning of this episode bill's been a little distracted with pop and other things so (laughs) we'll we'll get there yeah i really uh, want to i really
1: want to try that uh deep end i just but yeah i just really don't want to mess up my pop so i might back up uh i could just do that i could back up pop uh then um try deep end and if it doesn't work out i can get pop back quick so that might be a solution
0: yeah maybe maybe but uh, until next time, you can go to our website at goinglinux.com uh, for articles and show notes, as well as links to download and subscribe. We provide the website for computer users who just want to use Linux to get things done.
1: And if you like, you can participate directly with our friendly and helpful community members by joining the discussion in our Going Linux podcast community on community.goinglinux.com.
0: Until next time, thanks for listening. 73. Theme music provided by Mark Blasco at podcastthemes.com.